Our New Testament scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel according to John, and we're going to be in the ninth chapter, starting with the first verse, and it goes like this. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Jesus' disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned so that he was born blind, this man or his parents? And Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents. This happened so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. While it's daytime, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said this, he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and smeared the mud on the man's eyes. Jesus said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went away and washed. When he returned, he could see. The man's neighbors and those who used to see him when he was a beggar said, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. And others said, No, it's someone who looks like him. But the man said, Yes, it's me. So they asked him, How are you now able to see? He answered, The man they called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes, and said, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Then they asked, where is this man? He replied, I don't know. Then they led the man who had been born blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus made the mud and smeared it on the man's eyes on a Sabbath day. So Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. The man told them, he put mud on my eyes. I washed and now I see. Some Pharisees said, this man isn't from God because he breaks the Sabbath law. Others said, how can a sinner do miraculous signs like these? So they were divided. Some of the Pharisees questioned the man who had been born blind again. What do you have to say about him since he healed your eyes? He replied, he's a prophet. The Jewish leaders didn't believe the man had been blind and received his sight until they called for his parents. The Jewish leaders asked him, is this your son? Are you saying he was born blind? How can he now see? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now this is a really long story. If you continue to read it, it takes up the whole chapter verse, chapter of, of chapter 9. Um, and Fred, who's going to be doing Sunday school, the adult Sunday school after worship in the fellowship hall, that's a, an advertisement, um, <laughs> will take you through the whole chapter. But I just want to go over just a little bit of what we heard this morning. And basically it's this, that Jesus healed a blind man. That's it. That's the whole story. Jesus healed a blind man. And as normal, when the Pharisees heard about it, they uh, responded by protecting their ego and protecting their power. Because how could this Jesus do something different, do something better than what we could do? The Pharisee says, I can't be wrong, so you must be wrong, and I'd rather make up a ridiculous story about what happened than believe that you might be right and I might be wrong. Now, the English translation confuses things a little bit because the story in the original Greek does not sound quite the same. It's got a little bit of complicated grammar, which John was, was used to doing, and so it doesn't really translate into English very well. For one thing, they didn't use punctuation. So we don't really know where sentences begin and end. And so the story in the original goes a little something like this. Jesus is walking along and runs into a man who is blind. 
And the disciples want to know is who's to, to blame, who's at fault? Because apparently knowing who's at fault, um, who's to, the person we should be mad at or laugh about is really important to making someone feel better. And rightfully, Jesus says no one is at fault. He was born blind. Sometimes we're just born with things, some things that are not quite right because we're human and we've got that sin problem. And so Jesus in the Greek says something like this. Neither of his parents are to blame, and it doesn't really matter the cause because our job is to help show God's act of love and grace to folks who need it. Just a little bit different version of the story. Then Jesus does something really gross, which is spit into the dirt and make mud and then wipe it on the man's eyes. Now I'm gonna check with our medical professionals, but that is not how we heal people. Right? <laughs> okay, just checking. It is, Chris, you've never done that? Okay, good. <laughs> it is how we get a nice facial though, so I recommend that. No? Okay. <laughs> so this is where the trouble starts. The man returns home, and now he's not blind anymore, which is a bit of a problem, because the man is not the person that they used to know. The man is different than who they had always known, who they always expected the man to be. And so everybody gets in a little bit of a hubbub. The neighbors freak out because, you know, he used to be blind. And it's the time, it's like that time where your dad decided to shave his mustache while you were on vacation. Does this ever happen to you? And then you get home and there's a man living in your house who sounds like your dad but doesn't look like your dad, right? That's the Bible equivalent. And at first, they're not sure it's the original man, so they, they question him and they ask him things that only this man would know. What's your birthday? What's your favorite color socks? Those kind of things. How did this happen? How can you see? And so the man tells them about Jesus. But they can't trust him to tell the truth about Jesus. And so they take him to the Pharisees, because the Pharisees are always right about everything. And so the Pharisees badger and interrogate the man because they believe he's not telling the truth and that Jesus is a false teacher who isn't capable of doing this. And they drag in his parents to confirm that he was in fact blind before and it wasn't a trick. And they go around in circles and to tell the truth. Tell the truth, the Pharisee says. And the man says, I did tell the truth. Jesus healed me. And the Pharisees say, no, for real, what actually happened? And the man says, no, he healed me, right? It's a whole circle. And eventually they settle on the fact that the lowly beggar, the man who was born blind, could not possibly have been healed. He wasn't good enough. He was too much of a sinner. Jesus couldn't possibly have healed him because he had no worth, no value. And so they tell him to go home and think about what he'd done. Now, there are so many reasons that we act like Pharisees. There are so many reasons where we act like we are not comfortable with learning the truth about other people. That we're not comfortable with other people living the way that they were made to live, that they were made to live honestly. Now, sometimes the truth hurts. It does. Sometimes we mess up, and sometimes people call us on it, and that hurts. And so we'd rather pretend like we didn't mess up and run away from it sometimes. 
Or we're also conditioned to believe that lying sometimes is the polite thing to do. That being honest, that living into honesty doesn't mean that you have to be a jerk, or that you have to be mean, or that you have to ignore social niceties, but it does mean that you can be honest and be polite. How many times were you taught to hold your tongue when instead you should have spoken up? Anybody who has walked around all day with their shirt inside out knows how humiliating it is to not be told the truth. And most often, we choose not to live honestly because we are insecure about who we are. We're blind to our own value. The man was born blind, and he had no value in his society, no worth, because he couldn't contribute. And he had no self-esteem because he spent his life being told he was not worth anything. And yet he stood up to the lie. He told the Pharisees the truth. So how was he able to do that? How was he able to go against what he'd been taught his whole life, that he had no value, no worth, no self-esteem? And it's because Jesus didn't heal the blindness in his eyes. Jesus healed the blindness in his soul. The things that he was blind to about himself, the value that he had, the courage that he had, the value that he brought to his family, the ways that he was loved and important and included. You see, all the things that people had told him about himself, all the things that his society had told him about himself, all the things that his friends told him about himself were not the truth. Jesus saw the value, saw that he was important enough to save, that he was important enough to heal. And so maybe our blindness looks more like an inability to see our own value and our own worth to be honest with ourselves about who we are, to be okay with the fact that who we are is not always perfect, that we are people who make mistakes, and that's okay. We don't need to hide that about ourselves. We don't need to live in a dishonest world. We don't need to live a dishonest life because it makes other people uncomfortable, because we're not secure enough in ourselves to be okay with making mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. And it's okay that each of us carries a little bit of blindness about ourselves. And maybe what we can ask God for today is to change the parts about ourselves that we are ashamed of. Not the things that we're ashamed of, not the actual thing, but maybe the way that we see it. Maybe we can reclaim to ourselves that we are okay. That God sees our value and our worth. And maybe other people have a problem with your value and your worth, but that's not your problem. Jesus offers you a life of honesty and integrity. And the world may try to convince you to be other than you are, because what you are doesn't fit neatly into their pharisaic view of who you should be. But you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in a narrow band of what is acceptable. God has wiped the mud on your face. And maybe it's a little icky and a little gross and a little difficult to deal with. But I invite you to wash in the pool. Don't let other people put you in the dirt. Because God put you in the water and washed it all off. So I invite you to live the kind of honest life that allows you to make mistakes. 
to live as a life freed and forgiven as a child of God. And that's the kind of transformation that cannot be bought in a store or given value to you by other people or diminished by anyone but you. This is the good news of the gospel. God sees your blindness and sets you free. Amen.